Welcome into the Fireside Knicks podcast. Bryce Gelman, Brett Hamfling joining you here after the Knicks 115 to 112 loss, the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's just get right into it. What are your instant thoughts? Here we are, Bryce. We're four hours into the season and we have a heartbreak already. We're one game in, one heartbreak. That's what you expect as a Knicks fan. I mean, you know, we were talking about it before. I don't feel that bad about the loss, but it, it does stain also, you know. We don't, we're not looking for moral victories this quick into the season. But as a Knicks fan, that's what you get sometimes. Um, they played good. They came back from 18 points down. Um, I should say they played okay. Memphis was banged up. Um, you know, a, a better R.J. Barrett game, and, and they steal a win. So on one hand, I feel heartbreak. On the other hand, you know, you got to start stacking some wins this season. It is absolutely not the end of the world when R.J. Barrett scores 11 points and grabs eight rebounds. He probably shot like 25% from the field. I don't exactly have it up here right now. Worst, but three for 18. You, yeah, three for 18. So I was just a little – I mean, what was what is that like? One of the worst games of his career, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. And it's not exactly what you expect. He played 38 minutes. He played, I want to say, solid defense in that first half, and they put him on John Morant. Everything fell through. I mean, John Moran is a generational talent. You deal with him, you're going to have to put a guy who can guard him. And listen, that guy could have been Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes, obviously, out with an injury. So it fell on R.J. Barrett because realistically, you cannot trust Jalen Brunson to guard anyone, much less a top two point guard in the league. I don't know. We can, we can get into that at a later point. But the Knicks, listen, they, they, they should have won this game. Like, point blank, well, should have won this game. It could have won this game. It could have won this. It also could have lost this game by 15 to 20. Um, you know, they started a little slow. Um, just a little sluggish. Early in the third, I think they were down 18. And I kind of said, you know, this this could be ugly. Uh, but different than last season, different than the last 15 seasons, they fought back. Um, well, they did fight back plenty last year, but they would never close. Um, they fought back, led by Cam Reddish, of all people. Um Cam Hive, where are you at? I got to admit, I haven't really been a part of Cam Hive. Are you, but are you part of the Cam Hive now, though? Oh, you got to be. Got, if you guys will still have me. me. If you guys will have <laughs> my my late entry. Um, there aren't that many members right now. There's definitely a lot of people trying to hop into it. That's for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, that was off the top of my head, the quickest, you know, the biggest surprise of the game. 22 points, 9 of 15 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3. These Euro steps all over the lane. He has these long... Uh, you know, this long body, long legs, and he finished. You know, he didn't finish well last season. I said he, I, you know, everyone knows he's talented, but he didn't really show me much last season. Um, so that's, you know, listen, we're already doing takeaways. We're already doing what do we see well, because um, that's what we do. But so Cam Reddish right off the bat is an awesome thing to say. Reddish, a guy who's a 7-1 wingspan in transition is a scary thing when he's not playing crazy i mean listen he was holding on to the ball he made one bad turnover i think it was an easy steal but he has the ability to finish at ease at the rim there aren't that many guys listen jalen brunson is one of those guys rj barrett usually is one of those guys so when you have a guy on the team that could do that at a consistent basis you got to use that and the fact of the matter is he's not going to get minutes when quentin grimes comes back but then you see a performance like this and you're like he closed the game he closed the game yeah, I would say he took advantage of his one chance. Because if he kind of wasn't involved in this game, let's say he went two for five, hit a three, you know, wasn't part of the closing minutes, which is crazy that he was, 
and Quinn Grimes is healthy on Friday, he was off the rotation. But what happened, and all the fans seeing that, and the beat writers will be asking Tibbs about that, I think he's forcing his hand to at least play him a little bit. Now, that's a tough question because this team is deep. You don't – yeah, it's really deep. What, it's you're you're saying Tibbs is just going to throw him back? You're saying he's going to throw him right back on he's the bench? He's not playing. He's not going to play. Have you, I mean, have we seen – I mean, do you saw what Obi Toppin did in the last 10 or so games of last season? And then and then we saw all the reports from all the Knicks guys who said, listen, Tom Thibodeau is going to play Obi Toppin. He didn't get in until one and a half minutes left in the first quarter. He didn't play. Yeah, and so, I, like, I, listen, I understand Julius Randle. We'll get into that in a little. But if you're going to say all summer that this guy has earned his minutes, he's going to start playing more, but then you're not going to play him, he's going to trust his guys. This is the thing about Tibbs. He's going to play his veterans. So Cam Reddish, listen, and 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 Quentin Grimes is a different story. Quentin Grimes is by far the best defender on this team. He's also the best spot-up shooter on this team. Fournier is good off the dribble, but Quentin Grimes gives you a lot. Cam Reddish is showing you that he can also give you a lot, but how much is it realistically going to take? Yeah, but okay. So Tibbs is stubborn, right? He likes to keep his guys, likes to keep his veterans. I got to give him credit for sticking with Reddish, though. He could have easily threw him back on the bench, Um I guess who was that closing lineup? It was RJ, Randall, uh, Brunson, Hardenstein. And Harden. Oh, by the way, we were going to get to Hardenstein. He's, He's the man. Love Hardenstein. I love him. But I, love I give him. tips credit. It, it, it showed a little bit of a little bit of change sticking with Cam there. Um, the OB thing is is this whole thing's going to be tight because quickly didn't play that much. Derek Rose didn't play that much. I mean, quickly, quickly got in the game early. He just didn't do much. And that's the point where they went down. Is, is quickly came into the game instead of D Rose. By the way, and I, I want to get into this. I'm going to ask you a question about D Rose. But D Rose did not look the same as he usually has. But they put quickly in almost immediately. Like there's some trust with Tibbs in quickly. He's a spark plug off the bench. The second he comes in, you know he's going to give it his all, and he usually does. But tonight, I guess he just didn't have it. Yeah, I mean the thing is with like when the you know when the rotations are short, like it, especially the first game of the season, it's hard to get comfortable. So if you come in for you know, three, four minutes, miss a shot or two, then you're sitting on the bench for another 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to jack up shots because, you know, the, maybe the lineup you just got inserted with has some rhythm. It gets tough, and I've seen that with Quick. I mean, quickly, he has the confidence, but yeah, tonight he was 0 for 6, not his game. You know, Derek Rose only played 12 minutes. Um, he just, I don't know. I, I, I don't he wasn't really... finishing with ferocity. I mean, he was t- taking terrible shots. I mean, those two transition threes didn't even come close. And you could tell when when D. Rose is playing with confidence, he's playing freely, and that pass he made that hit Steven Adams walking to check into the game on the head. I mean, like, <laughs> listen, you got you got to just I chalk it up as a loss for a lot of reasons, but I think you're going to need a healthy D. Rose playing alongside Emmanuel Quickly, who's also playing well to be successful if this depth is going to do its job. Like this is a team that they've got a lot of guys and they've got a lot of guys competing for minutes. So, you know, they're going to come in and try to do as much as they possibly can to get those minutes. Like Cam Reddish did today, but D Rose just did not have it for whatever reason. And I'm wondering, you know, I'm just thinking out loud. He's a veteran. I know he's not, not shy. I'm wondering if the Brunson thing is throwing him off just a bit, because even though he's been coming off the bench the last couple of seasons, He's been better than the stars because we've had freaking Alfred yeah. Payton and, uh, and Kemba Walker Kemba, um, yeah. to and, and Alec Burks and Alec Burks. So even though Rose was coming off the bench, which he was fine with, he knew he was our best point guard. 
And I'm wondering if, uh, you know, I, I don't think it'll be an issue, but I'm wondering if it just threw him off a little bit, you know, having that, you know, bona fide starting point guard, um, which we should talk about Jalen. Solid game. Um, you know, let's see, what were the stats? Uh, 15 points, 7, seven of 18 shooting, 9 assists, some big plays down the end. Um, he looked good. You know, I, I don't think we could expect him to Besides come the in. open threes. The open threes so, he missed at the end. If he hits two, if he hits those two threes, they win the game. There's no doubt about it. It's true. The the, the corner one at the end was wide open. That was tough. Um, he did make the play to set up Cam. Um, put the pass. Oh, on beautiful, did, beautiful. Did, I mean, that was all. That was the charge. Yeah, that was. I mean, listen, he's 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 a player of intangibles. He gives you what you need when you need it. Sometimes he's going to have an off game. I don't think today necessarily was an off game. He still contributed in every like area of the stat sheet, and then also that huge charge at the end. But again, Brett, it's all around this game. Like I'm looking at the you know the the scorebook here, and Memphis shoots 39. percent You've got to win a game when your opponent is shooting under 40. It's not, it's not I mean, like the Knicks shot any better. They shot 40 percent themselves, but also Memphis missed at 40 percent of their free throws. They they shot 14 to 23 from the free throw line. I, you got it. You got to take advantage of that. You got to take advantage of games in which you're playing a team. Yes, it obviously has a lot of talent, but the depth is not there for the Grizzlies right now. And 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 listen, come on, we're letting Santi Aldama light us up for 18 and 11. I might be Aldama Hive, honestly. I, I honestly, <laughs> honestly, he might be my new favorite player in the league if he's coming off the bench and destroying my Knicks like that. It's yeah, brutal. his first his first career game. So he's the thirtieth pick this year. First career game played thirty nine minutes. I mean, he he killed us. Um, but it's yeah, classic Knicks luck. Classic Knicks luck. This random guy comes in. Also, uh, Conchar Conchar was lighting up from three, four for nine. Undrafted guy bounced around yeah, the league. I mean, he's not um, Santi Aldama though. Yeah, no that's, one's that's Santi Aldama. Sure. <laughs> but uh, you nailed it. You know, you you got to win these games and. You know, if you want to, if you want to make the playoffs, it's not going to be easy to make the playoffs this year in the East. There's a lot of good teams. Um, I think the talent's actually been spread out more. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, there's what three bad teams in the East: Washington, who might not be that bad. Um, Detroit, Orlando. which is Detroit, is even bad. Look, but like yeah. Detroit is considered one of the bottom tier teams. They have, I mean, they can win a championship in five years. Mark my words, Brett. Mark my words. Yeah. So I think the same with Orlando. Um, and Paulo, Paulo put up 28 tonight. That's the most points scored in, in an opening game for a rookie since LeBron. Yeah. Uh, for the – no, for any rookie? Yeah. No, yeah, for, for a rookie yeah. in their first game. All right, wait. Let, let, let's talk let's, – let's transition into the most polarizing player on the Knicks. You know who it is. It's Julius Randle. Julius Randle put up 24, 6, and 11. What are your thoughts tonight on, on how he played? Listen – I might be back on the Julius bandwagon. Um, obviously, great season two years ago. Made an All NBA team. Was struggled last year. Just you know, he his heart wasn't in it. He got against the fans. He missed shots. He 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 was the reason we made the playoffs last year. Um, it's great. a huge season for him. And I thought he had a good game. I thought he played hard. Um, I, I just lost the statue of the scoreboard. What did he score? Twenty four. 11 rebounds and six yeah. assists. On oh, nine of 16 shooting. He still has a couple of those turnovers in the lane when he tries to bully people. But at the same time, I like when he bullies people. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Um, listen, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. One game, I think he played well. Will it stay? Will his energy level stay up? Will his enthusiasm stay up? We'll see. But right now, I was very happy with his play. 
I got to disagree with you here. And listen, I was happy. I was happy with this play for the first 45 minutes of the game. And then the second he picked up his fourth and fifth fouls at the, the end of regulation there, I, they're both boneheaded moves. I think it was on an offensive rebound and then a defensive rebound where he, again, he's trying to play too aggressive. I understand that level of play. I understand he's jacked up. He's trying to get the Knicks a win, but you've got to learn to slow it down. You've got to learn to not commit stupid fouls in those situations because what ends up happening? They kill you. And then he fouls out in overtime. And at that point, you're looking at another, and I say another loss as if this has been like the second or third loss of the year, but you're looking at a loss. I'm just used to the Knicks losing. But you, you just can't make those types of, of plays when you're the leader of the team and you're the one everyone's looking at to have a good game. And up until that point, you did do that. You had a great game. Yeah, but like, okay, that defensive rebound foul was killer because he fouled, they hit the first shot. Yeah, free got, throw, yeah. Steven Adams got the offensive rebound, mm-hmm. and I think Ja hit an N1. That's a, that's a four-point play right there. I, I know just that's because, a four-point play. Just because play. he committed a stupid play. But, but yes, but that... It, it was a stupid foul, but like if he let up that offensive rebound, and I don't know if I think it was Aldama. If he let up that offensive rebound on Aldama and he got dunked, you would have been saying, How do you let off that offensive rebound? Yeah, that's a shitty play. And it, and it led to that, which is bad. Listen, he played one of the best on this team. I, I like, oh, dude, I don't know. No they wouldn't doubt. have been, they wouldn't have no been in this game. There was a point Not, in the yeah, third quarter when it was getting a little, a little dangerous when we were down 15, 18, and it was him and Cam in the third quarter. So, Listen, will it, will, it, will it stay up? I don't know. But the Knicks, the Knicks ceiling is obviously higher with Julius Randle playing well. At this point. At this point. Their, their floor might be lower. You know, Their floor might be lower because he can take no, down the team. Floor, floor but, higher, ceiling no, lower, because, in my opinion. No, because if he's what he is two seasons ago, which was a fluke season, like, listen, if he's playing well and not forcing things, and just sort of in this rotation, maybe Jalen Brunson gets something out of him. I think the ceiling's higher. We'll see. I mean, listen, no, this is will. not the last we time will. we'll talk. It's not the last time we'll talk about Julius Randle this season. So <laughs> that's that's also for sure. But uh, the one uh, last thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up, just a quick instant reaction here from from Brett and I. What defensively did you see from this team compared to last year? And I have an answer for this, but I'm going to let you go first. Um. I mean, I don't know if you mean scheme or not, but first half scheme, two- scheme, yeah, just like anything, anything for, you got. I mean, I would expect just a little more fight in the first half. There were too many open threes. Um, I mean, Evan Fournier individually was just shitty. It doesn't make any sense because he knows he's going to get called out by the fans, by the media. So he's not a naturally good defender. So you got to make up for with effort, and then you become an okay defender. Um, that's that's. I don't know. That's a pretty objective you know, term there. Like, Mitch, Mitch, you're good at defense or you're not. Well, he's not good at defense, but yeah. I mean, it, like, it, even if you, if you, if you hustle, like you're still going to get bodied in the paint, you're still going to miss a, a rotation. Like, but there's more than that. Sometimes he's just like, he's just like flat foot. It just doesn't look like he's trying there. But I would say Mitch only played 13 minutes. He's the anchor of that defense. Um, you know, he picked up the fouls early. Um, yeah. and then Hardenstein, who we haven't talked about, played great. So it kind of threw just Mitch, you know, out of sync tonight. Um, I don't I, know. I, it, I like, I like the difference in the rotations that both of them bring. Like Mitch wasn't, he was a complete non-factor on the boards. He also didn't play. Like you said, he picked up those early fouls. 13 minutes. But he played, he was not, listen, 
Steven Adams was absolutely destroying him on the defensive glass, boxing him out like crazy. Mitch is, a player, Mitch is a player who thrives without bodies in the paint. If you're not there or you slip away for a second, you're helping out on like at the top of the arc, he's going to jump up there, get higher than anyone else in the league, and grab those boards that no one else can grab. But when you're getting boxed out constantly by one of the best defenders in the league, it's not going to happen. Hartenstein offers you something different than Mitchell Robinson, though. He's got offensive prowess. He can make the pass. He can make the three. Nothing that Mitchell Robinson could do. So I like the differentiation between the two lineups. But back to the defense quickly. I The rotations were trash. I mean, this is exactly what we saw last year. They could not defend the three to save their lives. I mean, they got lucky that Memphis only shot 17 for 50. 34% from three is not a bad night but by any means. And most teams that the Knicks play will understand this weakness, and they're going to shoot at least 30, 40 threes. Memphis shot 50. They still had 17. At the end of the day, that's why they won this game, because they were hitting shots, and they got a large volume of threes because of the terrible rotations, the discombobulation all over the defensive end for the Knicks. I mean, Brunson, Brunson's got to do better closing out. All these guys need to understand where the other guys are on any given point on the court, and this is a Tom Thibodeau coach team. Can't have this. There's a reason why he's the coach of the Knicks because defensive purposes, and he's not coaching well enough to warrant, I guess, a full season. I mean, this is right now, but this is just exactly what we saw. I'm not even. I'm not even. I'm not waiting into that Warriors yet, but (laughs) we'll see. Um, before we go, yeah, I mean, my my your point is well taken. Like two years ago, they were fourth in lead in defensive efficiency. Last year, they were take away Alfred Payton and, and Reggie Bullock from that team, and that changes everything. They were 11th last year. They're not going to be one of the top offensive teams. They could be sort of the, towards the middle. So you've got to be one of the 10 best defensive teams to, to you know, to be a good team. And make this the playoffs. Is, this, listen, listen, at the end of the day, this is New York. You're going to win in New York by only one way. You're going to play hard nosed defense. And that's how they've won every time in the history of the Knicks. Go back to the seventies, the, yeah. the, the 69, 70 team, the 72, 73 team, the 93, 94 team, all the nineties teams, the 99 team, like these teams did exactly that. They bodied you in the paint. They made sure that they checked their man and they made sure that they crushed you defensively and they rebounded. And this is just, if it, if it, listen, all I'm saying, and I'm not trying to jump the gun here. If this continues, he'll be on the short, he'll be on a very short. <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about leashes five hours into the season. All right, before we that's, go, that's the next, before we go, my final thought, I can't believe how much I like Isaiah Hardenstein already. He plays, he has great feel for the game. So he's a great passer. He threw a couple over the top, a couple underneath. Um, great touch in the lane. These like eight footers that are not easy. The little floaters, yeah. Um, he has a good like a guard. Sh- he has a good stroke. I don't think he shot great tonight, but he has he obviously has a nice stroke, and he's a good defender. He stays down and moves well, and has a good body. I'm way too excited about him. Like I'm scared for myself. He's one of the most underrated players in the league, and the deal that the Knicks got for him was, I mean, come on, like what what more can you ask for? That was a great move from Leon Rose. All right, that's gonna do it. Unless you got you got anything to add? That's it. Anything we, else? Uh, we bounce back Friday night versus Detroit. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it for the first regular season episode of Fireside Knicks for this year. I'm Bryce Gelman. He's Brett Hamfling. We will see you next time.